1: and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator, Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, in the Clark Ford Studios,
2: Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is uh, Tyler Sisky. Always good to uh, have you guys with us here as I kind of fix my screen a little. It's Thursday afternoon. We've made it almost to the end of the week. For me, Thursday is basically Friday. And so I get to this point of the week and I'm just kind of uh, kind of ready to roll.
3: Yeah, same. You know, most of our Quick U clients are getting ready for games or or visits on Friday. So mm-hmm. Thursday is kind of the end of the week for those guys. But Thursday is a bear now.
2: Thursday's a bear.
3: Thursday's a bear. You got to finish up cuts and calling coaches and getting film in, and it's a. uh, Who's
2: your Who's your latest uh, Who's your latest client?
3: Uh, latest probably Kansas State. Everybody kind of shuts down, I guess, until January, and we'll reload. Really late December, January is when we'll start selling back new teams again. Gotcha. And you know the fun part about what we do is there'll also be a bunch of coaching changes and so when you know this guy leaves here and goes there and all that stuff it's kind of helps us spread the product cuz they got to have it you know once you start on it it's like yeah you got to have it so um looking forward to a fun year this year a bit real busy we'll be growing a lot a lot yeah got to find some got to need a bigger boat got to get a bigger office oh yeah. is that right yeah we're we're out of space so that's a good problem to have that is a good problem i got to a, have. i got a plan so we'll see
2: yeah there's office space uh, this show brought to you twice a week, who knows where we're going, maybe it'll be more than twice a week soon, but uh, it's brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar, it's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals, check them out on Instagram, at Rain Body Fuel, to learn more today, uh, it's, it's a Dragon Thursday, it's just a Dragon Thursday, it's the Red Dragon, I mean, I, I love a lot of the – I mean, I love – there's only a couple. It's okay. You can say it because I told Bob today. There's only – oh, you did? I did. There's a couple that I'm not just nuts about, but this one, it's a home run every time.
3: I mean, that's that's hard to beat right there. By what, the
2: way – What what was his uh, response to your critique on the other?
3: Well, we were laughing about my comment on Monday. I, I don't want to repeat it because I don't need to get, need us to get banned from YouTube. <laughs> no, you but don't. You don't. He thought that was very funny. So, you know, I really don't care what YouTube thinks. As long as the guy that's sponsoring the podcast likes it, that's the only thing that matters, right? Yes. Yeah. So, but here we go. My man Bob is making a special appearance in Oxford, Mississippi next week. I know. So he's he's coming in, and during the day, I think it's Wednesday. I don't know if it's Wednesday or Thursday during the day. He's going around to every store in Oxford and making sure that they pick up the rain production. Here in oh yeah. Cause the uh so he's he's personally gonna try to help everybody out, uh in the local areas. He'll be in Memphis to start with, I think, on Wednesday. So we've got the Memphis crew taken care of. He's gonna be uh they have to pick up the uh they're gonna be they're running out of rain in the mid south. So that's a good thing. Always a good thing. So he's back from Cancun. He went to Cancun for a week. He's in he's been to like Cincinnati and somewhere else. I I think he was in Cincinnati today. So
2: I love Cincinnati. It's a good spot. Cincinnati's a cool town. Yep. It is. Seriously. I I like it a lot.
3: Oh, we've got a super chat. TCU minus seven is the lock of the week.
2: Holden has uh, TCU not just not just uh, destroying Cinderella, but just he's making it the lock. Wayback wants to know uh what stores in Oxford carry rain.
3: Uh Kroger, so this is funny, too, because I told Bob, I went to grocery shopping on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then Kroger here in Oxford, the only thing they had left to rain, they had two four-packs of uh, white gummy bear when I went.
2: Which is solid. I which like white solid. gummy yeah, bear. They only had two packs left. Yeah. and so They used to have a bunch. No no, no joke. Yeah. I mean, before this show, you could find it everywhere. Everywhere. And, and now it's gone, which is thanks to all you yeah. guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, you. you
3: guys did it, um, and I continue to do it. But uh, he said the gas stations will be the first thing that runs out of rain, which they have. It's hard you can't find a rain in a gas station in Oxford anymore. I mean, they just those slots are there, they're empty, and it's just how it is, which is a good thing to have, good problem. But yeah, he sure. said that because of our audience, you know, the you're you know when you're dealing with males. Very few males shop for drinks in grocery stores. He was throwing a whole stat out there to me. Yeah. The demographic shops more at gas stations than they do at uh, grocery stores. So I said that's why grocery stores will be the last place to run out of. And it's first monster. place to run out. Yes, the first the grocery, uh, gas stations will be the first place to run out of either rain, monster, all the stuff they have because of the demographic. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, there you go. Ugh, so yeah. podcast,
2: podcast advertising works incredibly well with men as opposed to women. Interesting. Yeah. It's uh it's not even close. Hmm. Now, a lot of men buy things for women and so people who have kind of those days, those kind of things. people have those kind of, Yeah, well, I mean we've had success with uh jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Um a couple of times. Couple of different we have a jewelry advertiser now and we had one that was that uh customized jewelry like yeah. stuff and um one of the a big uh what's the, the sheets they make sheets and bedding and pillows, uh
3: uh I, got can't, me.
2: I can't uh they're based in Tennessee. I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, they do a lot of, of podcast advertising because men will buy pillows and sheets and stuff for their significant others. Yeah. As a gift.
3: Yeah. So, there you go.
2: That's going to drive me nuts. I can't think of it.
3: Yeah, you, you, I have nothing for you on that. Ah! I forget a lot of things, much less uh, that has no chance.
2: Avery says she's offended. I don't mean to offend. Just, just, no. ha- just having a conversation. I was
3: talking about my household, my household <laughs> person. I said I went to the grocery store on Sunday. I mean, I said that. I mean, I'm I'm just telling you what the stats say. I can't, I mean, yeah. don't argue with the book. It's analytics. I'm just joking. It's like on the
2: tip of my tongue, too, the, the name of the the uh, the name of the business. I'm going to have to look it up here in a second while we're talking.
3: Somebody says, it was Harrow, that one?
2: No, it wasn't that. Um, all right, let's start talking about yeah, quarterback injuries, which is a, the story of, of week it, six. I
3: think it's going to be.
2: Um, Bowling Branch, yes. Thank you, Avery. Bowling Branch. Bowling I, Branch I've is our, them. Yeah, they do a lot of podcast advertising. Bowling Branch, if you'd like to advertise on this podcast, I can get in touch with people. Can do things. I got you Bone Branch. But uh yeah, they they have uh really good product. They do a lot of podcast
3: advertising. Got gotcha. you. Um no, I think it's going to be the story of week 6. I think it's going to have major impact. It's it's already having impact on lines. Uh we can go ahead and start with you know, cuz I got two quarterbacks out. The first one I wrote down was uh, Bryce Young and Max Johnson. You know, reading between the lines, I don't think Max Johnson goes. Um I think I think Haynes King is will be the guy that goes for Texas A&M. Hold on. I need to call my bookie.
2: <laughs> Alabama, whatever. <laughs> minus whatever. Yeah. What I, do you got? Yeah, just lay him. Yep. Yeah, How I much? don't know. If,
3: just all of it. I don't think he yeah. goes.
2: And then all of Tyler's money, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep.
3: <laughs> yep. I don't know. Do you think that line, all kidding aside, the line's at 24, hasn't really moved a whole lot? And I don't think – I don't think Bryce Young's playing either. I could be dead wrong. But,
2: so, so, here's what I've thought. Now, you you got to be careful here, right? Because you just never know and you're guessing.
3: And I'm reading between the lines on the press conference is what I'm doing.
2: The way that the line stuck at 24 made me think that Bryce was going to play.
3: So, very interesting to me. I watched uh, Nick's press conference yesterday after practice, Wednesday. Um... And he said, you know, like, what should have been the first one of the questions coming out of the reporter's mouth? What's Bryce Young's status? Was never asked. And that's very unusual because of the national media that covers there and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But the questions were more about Milrow's leadership capabilities. How is he taking over the team? You know, how is he, the team, gravitating to him? And that does that make sense? Like, it felt to me like they were told not to ask about it. Yeah, but it
2: doesn't work like that. I mean, it doesn't work well, like Well, why that. wasn't
3: the question asked? They didn't want to get. They were. They didn't want to get. Well, to maybe because they just.
2: No, probably because they just felt like they. This was on the teleconference, right?
3: Yeah. No. Yes, it was the his after six o'clock. Okay,
2: so was, oh, this was this deal with the local media. Yeah. Um. Maybe those guys are tired of asking injury questions so that they can kind of get shot down. I and mean, we, I was comparing it to the juxtaposition of Sam Pittman's where Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, who's a good friend of mine, was delicate about it, but he got around to the KJ situation and actually got information, got answers that were interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute. But my guess is that if you know Nick's not going to give you the answer about injuries, you just stop asking. I don't ask Kiffin injury questions anymore. He's not going to answer them.
3: Yeah. And he went off. He was salty on Monday, so that may have had something to do with it. I just thought it was fascinating that a lot of the questions were about Milrose leadership abilities, how the team's taken to him. And it was yeah, I was like, what, what does it matter if Bryce is playing? You know, um and we said that I said this, I've been vo- vocal about it in my to my buddies and everything else. Look, this is not a this and we talked a little bit about it Monday. This isn't not just a it's not a shoulder sprain. Okay, so stop saying it's a shoulder sprain. I get it, and everybody's going, whatever. Yeah. Can he play? Yeah, sure. He's gonna get shot up, and he's gonna have a chance to go. But is it going to affect what's happening? Sure, that's going to happen too. But dude, it, it's it's not. This is not just a, a a bump and bruise. This is a it's an issue.
2: If you're Nick and you think you can win this game without him, do you try to win the game without him, knowing that you go to Tennessee next week for a really no. difficult game no, in Knoxville? I don't
3: think Nick doesn't think like that. That's Nick doesn't even like to be honest with you. I've The only time I've ever seen him, hey, we can go without the guy is when we're playing like Tennessee Chattanooga or somebody like that. Okay. any SEC game, and especially this one, look, he he wants this one. And he wants it bad. Just, hey, he wants this one and he wants it really bad. So if you
2: told Nick he could have one of the next two and that was all, when he got through being pissed off about not being able to have both, he'd pick this one.
3: Yeah. I mean, dude.
2: He doesn't want to lose to Jimbo two years in a row. No and like I, and he, Jimbo cuz Jimbo said a lot of stuff back in the spring. I mean, we can we can all pretend that it didn't get said or that everything's been glossed over or that Greg Sankey made him kiss and make up, but but Jimbo said stuff that it's hard to take back.
3: I've been a part of this one like when I got to, when I took the job at Alabama. So I took it in like March. Yeah. Um the year before they had lost to Johnny Manziel and Texas A&M in Tuscaloosa. Okay, they won a national championship, but that was their loss that year. Yep. Nick Saban watched at least two hours of Texas A&M film every single day. Like, we put recruits on his computer, and guess what else we put? He had Texas A&M film. I have never seen a coach in my life watch as much game film on one opponent as he did on Texas A&M. Not one coach, any he stopped, never even heard of it. But this is not a joke. The guy literally watched Texas A&M every single day. And that was, I was, that was in March – I mean, there's no telling what had happened before then, and, and yeah. I mean, it, it's it, this is one of them games, man. I'm just t- I'm just trying to tell everybody. I know. Huh, huh. I'm mean, just trying to tell you. Well, I mean, I this remember one of those games. When, I
2: remember when Jimbo said those things, and you're he like, "Hey, man, what are you what are you doing? Yeah,
3: not, Stop! Don't, don't poke! Don't poke the bear. It doesn't need. It doesn't need. Now, on the contrary, I thought one of the most interesting things that he ever said. Was
2: he being Saban?
3: Nick Saban in a staff meeting one time. So matter of fact, it was it was like the when we were talking about we were playing Ole Miss, and we were playing them here, and it was he. It was one of the crazy. I mean, it was weird. He was like sixteen. No, it it was the year that uh, the goalpost game. 14. 14.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: In a meeting, he goes, "Hey, look, we got to have a plan how we're going to handle our kids if we win, but we also got to have a plan for our kids if we lose this game." Oh, and I said, uh, "Excuse me," because nobody even thought about it in the building, right? And he knew. I mean, he's he's got a, and contrary to popular belief, when you do actually lose a game, and I've been there, I guess that one, lost a kick six game, so I lost what two games I was there. That I mean, that wasn't at the end of the season. Um, he's the best ever, ever. After a loss, you think he's going to be firing brimstone and all that? No, he's great after a loss. Now, after a win, and you're playing somebody you're supposed to beat, like the next week, it's a, it's a rough week. But he handles that stuff. He, he's he's best for a reason, right? So, because they stu-
2: you guys at the time, y'all stumbled the week after that Ole Miss game. I mean, you you won.
3: Did y'all play Arkansas? Lost, uh, beat Arkansas like fourteen thirteen. That Up was way the right. Available. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was a yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Now that you say that, I remember that game.
3: Don't you love when you get phone calls from people that know that, I mean, they know what you're doing right now? Let's talk about it. Who was it? Let's,
2: let's, let's, let's just rip them apart right now on a Thursday.
3: You want me to do that one?
2: Nah, probably not. Okay.
3: Probably not. Um, but they know what I'm doing right now.
2: Well, maybe it's important.
3: Only if she calls back.
2: (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Now you just outed her. See, I didn't, I wasn't going to do that. Maybe if we got to get a,
3: an $8,000 bid on getting a tree cut down, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Jeez. All right.
2: Um Aaron Tyler's really concerned about the cost of this tree. I'm just gonna let you know that. And uh
3: yeah. it's unnecessary.
2: Uh, we need to have a conversation.
3: Unnecessary. Just <laughs> I mean, I might as well just blow it down the street. Uh they might right, as well put so, it all on the all on the Arkansas money line last week.
2: So <laughs> so you don't think Bryce is playing, you don't think Max is playing. If you
3: just put a gun to my head, I would say no and no.
2: All right. What about KJ Jefferson? Sam Pittman had some interesting things to say last night.
3: I think he plays. I getting, this is all. Spe- hey, I don't know. First of all, no, I don't know sure anybody knows that. I am not really, telling.
2: But I, I, I don't. I mean, well, I am super connected to the Arkansas program. I don't know if you know that. I get that yeah, a lot.
3: I've never heard that before. Um, only reason is this is
2: with. I can tell you that the uh, the Arkansas kicker was watching TikToks earlier this week during his business class. That's good. There you go. That that is inside information. Take that.
3: With all of the um, – there has been, which is interesting since we're talking about quarterback injuries, there's been a lot of um, knee-jerk reactions to the Tua deal. Anybody that has a headaches in concussion protocol this week. Yeah. And – Well, Pittman
2: was very careful to consistently – I know. But that's Why? But he was careful to say, I didn't say that he's in protocol, and he didn't say he wasn't in protocol, but he's been careful to kind of cover that ground a little bit. And his his rule is you have to do some sort of team activity on Wednesday, by Wednesday to travel because they'll fly to, where will they stay, Columbus? They'll probably stay in Tupelo, Arkansas. Yes. Um, they'll stay in Tupelo on Friday night. His his rule so I'll go over there tomorrow night and hang out with the team. Yeah. yeah. Um drink a beers or something? Yeah, me and Sam, everybody we get together. Um All he said yesterday, Tom Murphy asked, is you know, I don't know how the question was, and, and Pittman says, I know you guys think that I'm just I'm misleading you or whatever. And Tom was like, No, I'm just kinda asking. And he said he did some team activity, which means that he will be on the plane. Yeah. And that's all I know. And I thought to myself, well, but I know how this works. If you know he's not playing, you, are, you go ahead and say it. Not only that, he doesn't travel because you only have a certain number of travel spots. You don't want to eat that up with a guy who's not going to play. You may
3: eat it up with him though, being a captain, a leader, and all that stuff. We've done that before. You know, you don't want to make a precedent doing it, but you will make special, sure, you know, exceptions to that.
2: And he's a Mississippi kid. Look, if KJ doesn't play against Mississippi State and Ole Miss, he's he's hurt.
3: Yeah, I I don't. Know, I think he plays, man. I don't know why I'm, I feel that way, but I think if with all the stuff going on right now, um, he'd be fine.
2: All right, Texas and Oklahoma have quarterback issues. Dylan Gabriel. I'm hearing rumblings out of Oklahoma that he's not going to play. I think Dylan Gabriel will not play. What about Quinn Ewers? I'm kind of hearing he might. I think might. he will play. Yeah. I, I love Texas over OU Saturday.
3: I normally would be all over Texas right here. I just – this game, man, is just one of the weirdest yeah. games of all time. There's game, weeks – there are seasons that you would think one's going to beat the other and it goes total opposite. Um, when we
2: take our show on the road, this is one that I want to go to.
3: Yeah. We could, we could go Saturday if you want to go. <laughs> it's a
2: little late
1: now. Yeah.
3: Um, I actually had offered tickets to that game. Um Oh, should have gone uh, by the Oklahoma coaching staff. On, I mean, dude, I got
2: you got stuff. Yeah, I got stuff. Um, all right, Jaden Daniels at LSU. Now, I, I, now, I need to know this one because I'm I'm pretty big on this LSU Tennessee game. But if he's not going to play, I need to call my bookie back and go heavy. On I the think balls. he is playing. I do too. Um,
3: again, reading between the lines here. Um, Brian Kelly said there's a difference between being injured and hurt, and I was like, ooh. And he said injured. Go. Injured the me- injured? What do you say? Injured? We allow our medical staff to do everything. Hurt? They can give you whatever you need to make you feel better. I was oh. Like, oh, okay. Um, but it was enough that he came out of the game of a close game and didn't go back in. I just that's weird to me. Like if I don't know, um, questions of toughness. If that's the problem. And
2: but, then a guy that I don't think you can question his toughness because he 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 broke a finger this pretty one bad. Had it snap me. back in. I'm a um, little. He got hit. Look. Be careful here, because I don't want to make everybody mad. That's okay. I will. What you going to say? The AJ Finley hit. I mean, it, it was it was targeting. Um, it didn't. It wasn't AJ's fault. It was, but by the letter of the by the rule, right. letter of the law, it, it was it was targeting. If you told me that he either has some concussion stuff or just doesn't feel so good, I'd buy it. Right, and so. But my guess is that Levis plays. But the way that that line has moved makes me think that someone in Vegas believes that Will Levis is not playing.
3: Hey, by the way, my my speaking of my wife, really didn't need anything. Just let me know that I had to spend another five hundred dollars. So I'm joining the. I am part of your family now. It's official. I'm, now I'm spending another five hundred bucks.
2: <sighs> what are you spending it on? Um, uh,
3: insurance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. It's like. Uh, she you know she only calls me if she's mad at me or i have to spend money <laughs> she just never says i love you I'm, I'm joking she's great i'm joking we've been around a long time um but yeah will levis here's the concerning part i, mean, I did, you
2: you could express your love for aaron right here on the show like do it no really we could play some music behind it or oh, something
3: yeah. Yeah. i could do that i could sing too <laughs> i sang at our wedding did you really i did and she did. still married you? She, it was too late. Yeah, She'd already true. done it. Yeah, she had the dress, the, she had the dress and everything. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I'd done it at the rehearsal dinner, <laughs> it may have been a little different, but I yeah. did it at the reception, so it was too late. Right. Uh, but, Will Levis, the interesting thing here is uh, the, how much the line moved. Did you see that? Yeah. Like overnight. That's dropped, what I'm like, trying five to say. Points. Somebody in Somebody Vegas knows
2: something. Knows something.
3: Do you know how much money it takes <laughs> to move a line five points? Well, a
2: lot. About. Or someone gets some inside information and moves it before the money can come in. That happens too
3: okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But um yeah, that's interesting. But look, that's that's a tough dude now. If anybody can go, he'll go. Yeah. Um so as long as it's any something that's if it's a pain thing, he'll go. If it's the doctor taking your helmet away, he probably can't. But we're, right. also,
2: we're also brought to you each and every uh show by Walk On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch, Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out today in Oxford or Ridgeland. Uh, they can also take care of all your tailgating needs. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. Order online at walkons.com. Or uh, download their convenient walk-ons
3: app. A little walk-ons night for me tomorrow night. I'll be spend more money.
2: Oh, that's right. You got Oxford home game.
3: Oxford home game. They play Germantown, maybe. Oh yeah, I think that's right.
2: What's the playoff situation for the Chargers? No idea. Okay.
3: They got beat pretty bad last week. Tupelo's got a team now.
2: That's what I've heard. Heard Tupelo's really good.
3: They got some dudes. They've done like they. Whew, they're good. But uh, that's
2: a heated little rivalry too. Yeah. Tupelo doesn't like Oxford.
3: No, they don't.
2: Like when Tupelo and Oxford play soccer, it gets a little, I'm serious, totally serious. It gets a little <laughs> nasty. A lot, of, a lot of chatting.
3: A lot of chatting. A lot of chatting. We'll get some elbows. Yeah, and, and
2: some of the kids know each other too, so it gets a little.
3: Yeah, because Carson go practice over there.
2: Yeah, he plays on a cl- club team over there. So he... Does he
3: play with Tupelo kids? Uh huh. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah,
2: three or four of them that start varsity.
3: So that's one thing that was great about baseball. If you ever didn't like somebody and you just always stick one in their ear back in the good old days. Yeah. Now you get get in trouble for that now. Yeah. Getting Still soft. happens. Getting soft though. Still
2: happens. Yeah. People throw at people.
3: Absolutely. Did you ever uh what did you what position did you play in baseball?
2: Mostly catcher.
3: Okay. Question for you. hmm. Guilty as charged. I've done it more than I would like to admit. If you're getting squeezed at home plate, your pitcher's getting squeezed, have you ever called for the old fastball and not catching on purpose? Maybe. <laughs> I've done that more than I would like to admit. Um, I,
2: I've, I would typically be more diplomatic. I would.
3: Oh, I tried the diplomacy at first.
2: I would. I would point out that you're missing. We're, I would tell him where he was missing, and then I would never let my pitcher show him up because that's the end. If my pitcher was acting crazy, I oh, would. Yeah, go, I would go. go out. I would go out to the mound and be like, "Look, I'm trying to handle this here." You're not helping anything by screaming and yelling at him. So chill out. Let me let me deal with this. And yeah, hobby. and I usually was pretty good about it. Like, what I learned—we'll get off this quickly. What I learned was, if you just told him, "Hey, you're missing everything," he's going to keep missing everything. But if you say, "Hey, take a little closer look on this outside corner," because a lot of times amateur umpires would set up if. if if it was a right-handed hitter, he'd set up between the hitter and me. Yep. Left shoulder. And so I, I knew he was there. And if I was catching a ball on the outside corner, he'd miss it because from his frame of reference, it looked outside. And so I would say is, hey, I think if you take a little closer look at that, if maybe if you moved a little, centered yourself a little bit, you might see that that was a strike. But I would never do it where anybody could hear it, and I would never do it where anybody could see that I was talking to him. And then you'd start to get calls. The whole getting upset at an umpire, my experience was they just got more upset.
3: I used to get upset, you know, now that we've got all these robot umpires and everything else and everybody's, you know, strike zone conscious. But I used to get, I was set up outside the plate, but if my pitcher's hitting the spots, I expect to get the call. Yeah. If he's not hitting spots, it doesn't matter. I'm on baseball team that if I could be set up outside and if he leaves it back inside, even though it's a strike, don't call a strike.
2: That's a hard job, though, like high school umpiring because the pitchers are all over the place. And so you just – it's one thing when a guy's hitting in zones and he's hitting the mitt and stuff and you start getting calls, but that's all over the place.
3: All right, you want to talk about these transfer windows? Yeah. NCAA does another good thing. I mean, I'm starting to get a little – is optimism the right word?
2: Don't be optimistic. Just be
3: be hopeful. That's two in a row. One more, we call that a streak. The NCAA has listened to the people inside the building, and I think you know, they must be—they must listen to our podcast. Um, they do for sure. But when you when you actually run rules and run things by people who are actually inside the building and know what's going on, you can make the rules good for everybody. So what they did is. The proposed spring transfer window was basically May first to the fifteenth, mm-hmm. and so they bumped it back to April fifteenth to the end of April. So those last two weeks in April, and here's why it's good. It's good for a few reasons, um, and the reason coaches wanted it was one is ninety nine point nine percent of colleges are done with spring practice or wrapping spring practice up by mid April. By mid April, yeah. And So you the kid, and you know, if you're a kid, you know, you know by practice seven after that first scrimmage, if you are transferring or staying I mean, there's, no, yeah. there's nothing that the spring game is going to do for you um, you know if you're staying or going so you have time to one you have for the players sake they have time to um, gives them more time to figure out where they want to go you know in that May window instead of entering but two from a coach's standpoint I think it's really good for our coaches because the coaches are going to go spring recruiting that last week of April first week of May and May 1st everybody's going through spring ball you know, Georgia and Florida, they don't even start spring practice till May. So, a lot of schools won't, really won't go spring recruiting until, you know, May. Well, you don't want to be on the road somewhere and then find out that your receiver jumped in the portal and you're out in, you know, you're in Dade County recruiting another kid and then you got to get back on the plane and go deal with that. So, getting everything out of the way before you go spring recruiting.
2: So, the way this works is if you're going to get in the portal, you have to get in the portal by that last day. By the day. end of April. And then you have – how long until you have? That gives you May to go take visits or whatever. Yeah, May
3: you're going, you're, and you're going to. You have to be in to be eligible the next season, and then basically you have May to figure out where you want to go, so you can be in June classes. Gotcha. And if you wanted to get into a May intercession class, you could too. But uh, usually, usually the Tuesday after uh, Memorial Day, that that's when class summer classes start.
2: So if you're not in the if you're not in the portal by the end of April. And you jump in in May, you're not eligible you're not to play eligible the next season. For the new rules, so now you'd just be a, a, a standard transfer.
3: Yeah, you would be. Yeah, you'd be SOL. Um, okay, I like that. That's smart. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, the other thing that's good about it, and fans will not. Nobody's going to talk about this. No reporters going to talk about this because they don't understand it. It's gonna. It's gonna take out the. It's gonna make the tampering less. If you put that window. And this was the big concern of coaches. You put that window May first to the fifteenth. Do you know what I'm doing May first to the fifteenth? I'm in high schools all across America, and so yeah, I'm there to talk about O'Neil McCready. But hey, tell me about that Siski boy. What's he? Uh, that's over there at at Georgia. Is he is he liking what he's doing? Oh yeah. And so the tampering, in person tampering that will never be proven, goes on and on and on and on and on. So actually, by doing it April fifteenth to thirtieth, we'll actually cut some of that out because a lot of schools won't be on the road then. Oh. Some will, but not all. Okay. So, I thought that was uh that was pretty good by then. Um you've been
2: talking about this for a while. And I have too, and I think we're starting to hear some conversations about it. NIL when it first got started, it was the wild wild west. Just throw the money. Make it rain. The other Make it rain? K- the other kind of rain? Kind of changing a little, the market correcting itself a little bit. You were talking to somebody. I don't want to take a, take it away from you, so yep. I'm going to hand it to you. Uh some of the some of the guys with the big bags of cash slowing down a little, not necessarily getting that return on investment they thought they'd get, and they're not going to do this every single year.
3: Yeah. So there's a lot of this going around right now, and I it was a pretty interesting term was called collective fatigue. And I was like, oh. So it's basically what's happening is these guys that are giving all this money. You know, universities aren't, they don't have unlimited amounts of people willing to donate a million or $2 million a year. And so when NIL started, they went out to all those people, and all those people gave the money. Well, now they're going like, hey, what? And this is actually, this conversation has come up. I don't want to say what school, but this, hey, was asked to donate money for a, a kid for next year. And it was like two million dollars was the number.
2: You're not talking about ULM, are you? Because I,
3: God, I wasn't supposed to tell
2: anybody. They asked me, and I was like, "I just gave you two million dollars. Why do you want two million more?"
3: They got to improve their water ski team.
2: I asked for it to go across the so board.
3: You wanted a rodeo team to take care.
2: Well, I did want to do okay. well in rodeo.
3: All right, so but. Basically, the guy said, why am I going to give $2 million again? And the guy that I gave $2 million last year is not even playing. Exactly what we've been talking about for however long this has been going on. But here's the problem is these collectives asking people to donate to the collective, big, big money people is not a great model. It's not how it's not going. It's not survivable. You can't go to the same people every single year. Um, And they're just they're not seeing return on their investment, and that's where um, my good friend at Park Avenue, (laughs) Jeff Hoffman, um, but that's where he actually kind of led into it. um, You know, started his Park Avenue company that we talked about a couple weeks ago. But they got their first deal done um, through that deal for South Carolina through Saks, the um, underwear company, and it's pretty interesting how it works one we talked about the general but let's talk about the deal every kid and it's it's put in and i've seen the deal so i know what it looks like it's pretty cool like they cover the language in there is they have the i think it's six athletes on the team that are carrying the the doing the branding so they're they're going to be doing a social media deal release they're going to be at like some party released in november and they're getting cash okay so they're getting the money However, every student athlete at South Carolina is going to get $1,000, but it's very specific. It says if they participate in the social media push. So if you go and do social media, then you get $1,000. If you don't, then you don't. And so it takes care of the pay-for-play rules with the NCAA and is really smart when it comes to that. Um, You ever tried the Saks underwear? um, I have not. I bet I know somebody that could probably get me a pair, though. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty interesting. Yeah. So there, Well, here's the thing. He was talking about like the ballpark pouch. Yeah. And it's there. It's now Saks is going to be covering the cocks.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's going to be
2: the, it's, it's a scientifically engineered pouch that secures in the most comfortable thing in the world. It's a hammock. Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: what I think of. When I think of comfort, I think of hammocks.
1: I
2: mean, a hammock is a comfortable thing. It is on a, Nice cool afternoon,
3: kind of take a little nap in a hammock. Yeah, I mean I'm with you. Uh, but here's the deal: is they're also giving back. And by the way, YouTube
2: Gamecocks. It's he he. They're gonna be they're gonna be covering the Gamecocks. Yeah, that's a team mascot for the University of South Carolina.
3: I got to get him hooked up with my man Summerall, the Troy State Trojans. So
2: before you just. <laughs> Trojans is also a mascot You, I two. said Troy. I said Troy yeah. State, but it's Troy. They 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 yeah. are a mascot. Yeah. Referring to like USC, the, the those Trojans. Yeah.
3: Um, but they're giving the other yeah. things are giving money back to charity, you know, as part of the deal. And so it's everybody wins, man. It's uh it's a win win and, and it's a legit NIL deal, and that's where things are going because the collectives are, like I said, they're gonna be in more and more trouble of getting the bigger booster to give the bigger Deal, it's not going to happen every year. So your payroll is going to be shuffling year to year. I think it all
2: settles down here in the next year or two. I, the the well, that's,
3: yeah, I, that it's he said the whole
2: fifteen million dollars a year in payroll and stuff is not realistic. It's
3: it's not. Yeah, it's like uh it's like when you're a kid and your parents give you you get like a bunch of money for your birthday and it's it's gone within six weeks and all you spent on it was gummy bears and bubblegum. You have nothing to show for it. That's what we're going through. Yeah. I think. So, that is. And then we'll get back to the black market before all said and done. Oh, you think so? Eh, we'll see. Okay.
2: Uh, now, we word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts. It was a life changer for me. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com/mpw today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com/mpw. All right, you are you are ready to?
3: Are you talking about what it's time for?
2: I think mean, it's time. I do.
3: I think it's that time. I I, I can feel it. The road to Boise is about to continue, and I want to go on record. Mm -hmm. I have spent um, an inordinate amount of time (laughs) this week. I'm back. I practiced hard. I've studied. I've used logic in my picks. Um, I took what happened last week personal. I'm not going to make you the Florida promise. I'm going to make you the quick you promise. Yep. What happened last week will never happen again, and I can promise you I will come prepared and that is not going to happen and we will not lose another game oh, excuse me another week I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, we'll lose another game you'll lose another game yeah, we I'm coming in hot man I'm ready to go uh, I, I've studied and if I lose this week, I'm, my confidence will be shook, so I'm going to be ready to go If I
2: win this week on the other hand you're I'm gonna going to, talk to so much shit I'm, I'm going to probably to start to feel like I am a team of destiny. Because I am not as prepared this week as I was a week ago. Uh it's been there's been stuff happening, it's been distractions. My uh my producer at uh MPW Digital who helps with a lot of my videos, she got sick.
3: How's she doing by the way? Good?
2: Well she's better. She's gone from having food poisoning to now having pink eye. So Ooh. she's had a shitty week.
3: <laughs> I hope you feel better.
2: <clears throat> I hope yeah. Hope you're feeling better, Caroline. Um so I had to produce most of my shows myself. Okay. And uh which is fine. Just took took more time yep. away from what I was trying to do. And um yeah. So I've just been busy. That's okay. No excuses. We don't make excuses here. Not on not on Team Neil. No excuses.
3: The grind has already turned against me. I mean, grind's on Team Neil. That's some bullshit. Oh wow. That's bullshit. If I've got grind on my team I mean, I don't know. See? You can feel the momentum. Okay. Chug chuck. Okay. chug chuck. It, chug it, chuck. It, hey, hey, we're all, hey, we're all fair weather fans. Long as we're winning. Hey, we have all one bad week. Ooh. All right. Where do
2: you want to start? You want to start in the
3: NFL? Let's do NFL first and then we're going to finish up with college.
2: When you were a kid, how much did how much did you did, were you you're a little younger than me? I still remember Sunday mornings when the NFL today would come on. Oh, that was the show at eleven thirty, and it was Brent Musburger and he would say they would they would open the they would open the shot with a shot of a stadium usually it was like Soldier Field or Cowboys uh, Stadium or Texas Stadium is what it's called at the time yeah. in Irving or um oh I'm trying to think the ones that were pretty common um Bush Stadium in St. Louis. I
3: remember the, the eagles bears Veterans playoff Stadium in Playoff game in the in the fog. In the fog. Yeah.
2: But he would open. I was a kid at the time. And he would open with, you are looking live. And I was like,
3: yes! Yeah.
2: It is another day of NFL, and I would be so geeked up.
3: He had a great run until he creeped on my man, AJ's wife, and then that was all, down, yeah, all downhill it, from it there. It did, did kind that's of. That's
2: where it started. That's when it did start.
3: Yeah, it all went downhill from there. So, Did
2: you and AJ ever talk about that?
3: You know what? I mean, we, I'm sure we have. Um, he probably
2: didn't really care.
3: care, he didn't know about it. I mean, I think it was like, I mean, until it was well after the game, I remember I was talking about that. But Catherine's cool, man. She's, she's, she is cool. Like, she, she lets him, like, he's got it made now. He is got, he, he's living his best life. I mean, dude, like, we go play golf every, like, while I was waiting on the, I almost want say thank you, NCAA. Uh, my IA, my IAWP to come to Ole Miss from South Alabama was a nightmare. It took forever. I think it was the NCAA giving one more shot in the butt. To it was funny that the day after signing day is when they approved me. Um, so I had I don't know like, and I've told you. this Oh, probably, I remember this. You couldn't come dude, over I, here. I don't know when you knew, but I took the job.
0: Yeah, like.
3: I mean, after the last game, like after Matt got the job, so we're going like two months or whatever. So I'm just sitting in Mobile, just chilling, trying to help as much as I can legally um, from from the house. Um, but every day, dude. So every day, because he's home in the off season, we're going. We go play golf every day. Take kids to school, go play golf, go work out, go play golf, go pick the kids up every day, and then we'd go over to his house and play. If we were playing on that side of the uh, bay, because he lives in the Mobile side. Go to his house and he would go high racing for a couple hours at nighttime. I mean, just I was like, dude, my wife would kick my ass. You know, <laughs> I couldn't get away with it. But yeah, he 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 runs his shack, man. He's uh, but no, that? Catherine's cool. She's yeah. she is she is a she's a cool girl. She's real nice.
2: All right, so uh, but he, yeah, he would go. You are looking live, and you I was are like, looking hey. live. I'm like, you are looking live at Soldier Field. And I'll be like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. And it was him and Irv Cross and Phyllis George and Jimmy the Greek.
3: Yeah.
0: And that was
2: that was Sunday that was morning, and then it launched into noon, and then of course at noon we got the Saints, and the Saints were
3: awful. I was Falcon I got the Falcons every every yeah. We didn't get Falcons,
2: week. we got Saints and Cowboys.
3: Yeah, we got Falcons and I think Falcons and I guess Cowboys. I don't remember. Fal- I know it was the Falcons. Are right, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I lost, right? So i go first this week. Okay, sure. Is how you want to do it? Whatever you want to do. All right, my first um, NFL pick, and this is going to tell you right where I'm going. I studied. I'm ready to go. The Lions are at the Patriots. Oh. The Patriots are three-point um, favorites, mm-hmm. but that's not where I'm going, Neil. Really? I'm taking the Detroit Lions. Oh, my. And the Patriots over 45-and-a-half. Oh, the Lions have gone over every single uh, game this week. I mean, this year, and it hasn't even been close. Um, so, I'm taking – because they actually can score points. Even last week when they didn't have their players, they scored points. They they do score points, and they can't stop a nosebleed. Um, Mac Jones may try to go, actually, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, um, mm-hmm. but he's definitely going to try to go. It doesn't matter. I like the over 45-and-a-half in that game. Well,
2: since you started in uh, Foxborough, I will stay there. Although, I'm not going with the over-under. I really like this game. The Lions are just egregious on defense. Uh, I will take the New England Patriots. I will lay what is, let's see, as as of this moment, three and a half points. I got
3: three. Go ahead. I'll give you three.
2: All right. I'll take the half point. Uh, Take New England minus the three at home against uh, America's darling but still bad team, Detroit Lions. Yeah,
3: they're terrible on defense. But they score points, man. I, I, so they've been over. And Hutchinson got
2: hurt. I don't know if he's going to go. So
3: Yeah, over. Let's go. I'm, I, I'm with you. Okay. I mean, let's score points. That's all I care all about. Right. All right. I'm going back to the well again. Okay. The New Orleans Saints, excuse me, the New Orleans Aints oh. are at home. They are. And somehow, some way, they are five-and-a-half-point favorites. That
2: line's actually moved to six. We'll, we'll go with five-and-a-half because that's when you did your picks. But, yeah, that line's jumped.
3: So, you are not. I gave you a half-point. You're not going to give me a half-point? Oh, okay, I'll give you half-point. I mean, six. y'all see how he's doing this. He's trying to freak – y'all see my man. He's already over here, you know, pencil whipping me. All right, you'll give me the six? Yep. All right, so we're even. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks plus six in New Orleans – I mean, I really, I don't like this bet. Are there any reason that I think the Aints are terrible, and I think Seattle is terrible? I think they're both terrible football teams. Mm-hmm. But you can't give me six uh, six points with two terrible football teams. I'm taking this. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks plus six. I
2: actually really like that pick. Uh, I, I did not have it on my list, but I do like it. I I don't like New Orleans at all, and Seattle is playing. Looser and freer these days with no Russell Wilson. It's it's like they enjoy Russell being gone.
3: Well, more people get the ball. I mean, it's, you know, getting better by distribution.
2: A minute ago, I talked about the uh, Cowboys. You get to see the Cowboys a lot. My, My neck of the woods when I was a kid in Ruston. Everybody loved the Cowboys. I did not love the Cowboys. I don't know whether I didn't love them because everybody else did or if I didn't love them because they just – there was something about them that I didn't like. I liked the Oilers, so I didn't like the the Cowboys. But I'm liking them this week. Cowboys head to Los Angeles to play the Rams. The Rams are struggling with pass protection. The, but Cowboys, the Cowboys are very good at getting after the passer. I don't really care whether Dak comes back this week or not. I don't know that it matters. I'm getting five and a half points. Let's see what the latest line is. Make sure.
3: i check it's five and a half. Five
2: and a half. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys and five and a half points on the road against the uh, defending Super Bowl champs. Neil. Yes, sir.
3: Nice bet. <laughs> because my third pick is the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir. Plus five and a half against the Rams. I mean, dude, I, look, the Rams – they're struggling up front on offense, um, and this is not the team to be struggling up front against. The Cowboys will get after your ass at quarterback, and if when, when Stafford doesn't have time, and you saw that Monday night. Yeah. When he, you don't have time, I mean, that's why they were held to nine points. I mean, they he had no time. I mean, he was taking play action. He was trying to go play action, and it was interesting the – you know, from a – I'm going to get coaching geeky on you right here. The – they were – the 49ers were so – gave such a lack of respect to the running game mm-hmm. that they took both defensive ends and they did what we call race technique and they just raced up the field. Basically saying my – they're giving away two guys in a box and saying we're still going to stop your run. And every time that he went to try to go play action, which is what they do, they're standing on top of his head. You know, I think that's kind of a blueprint. Rams got some stuff they got to fix and they got all these guys hurt. I'm, I'm loving the Cowboys plus five and a half. All right, in, you got anyways. Cowboys
2: as your third pick. Yep. Tua Tungavaloa not playing this week. Been a lot of talk about Tua. Two of this, two of that.
3: Yep. You know who is playing? Yeah, my man Tyrod Taylor, and my man uh, Wilson for the Jets.
2: You know who else is playing? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. Teddy B. What? Who did I say? Ty you said Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. He's
3: the wrong team. I'm thinking team. Teddy B. Teddy
2: Bridgewater's playing. It'll be fine. The Dolphins are going to be fine. Miami minus three and a half. At the Jets.
3: I looked at that one. I did not take it, though. But I looked at it. All right. My next pick. Yep. And I feel good about this pick because everybody, I think, is going to go the other direction. hmm The Philadelphia Eagles are going into Arizona, and they're playing the Cardinals. hmm The Eagles are five-point favorites. Yep. Guess what, Neil? Yep. It's not enough. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles minus five on the road at the Arizona Cardinals. Now, let me. You may ask, why would no, you? No, I,
2: I had, I had this one written down as one I was going to go with. I, I won't go with it because I'll pick something else just for the
3: show's sake. Arizona is terrible at home. Do you know how terrible they are at home? No. Incredibly terrible. Do you realize that they have not won a home game since Week Seven of last year?
2: I did not realize it had been that long, but I. It's do, almost I a knew, calendar year that I they have not had, won a home game. It had been a minute.
3: It's almost been a calendar year. Now, why is that, you say? Why would they struggle at home? Because my man Kyler Murray is too busy playing Call of Duty up all night instead of focusing on the game plan. He's got too much too much time at home. You know, they get him on the road. They get him confined. They probably don't let him take his Xbox on the road, whatever it is. Um, look. Are I, you being serious? I'm actually being semi-serious, yes. This is not – I mean, I'm being, I'm being funny, but I'm not being funny. Okay,
2: but if if that's the case, then why did they give him the money that they gave him?
3: I didn't pay him. I don't know that. I have no, I have nothing for you. Um, Look, I, I – look. Oh, look. Look, Hartman says it's double XP week all week on Call of Duty. Look, I'm all okay, – I'm, I'm loving it. Like, this guy's like a Call of Duty fiend. Because
2: I'm going to tell you who's not playing Call of Duty all week. Jalen Hurts.
3: Dude, like he, he – He's locked in. Dude, I'm I'm liking it, man. And it's in like, you know, Devonte doesn't like the he doesn't like cold weather. It's gonna be in Arizona, man. I'm 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 all in, man. I, I, I like, I, I'm I'm getting on the Eagles bandwagon because they got a lot of players that I like. But besides that, they're they're good. Look, look, it's a legit stat. He plays worse. They've like looked this up. I've seen this before. When Call Harmon. of Duty has. Doubled. I've seen this stat before. I, that's why I was like half joking. I didn't know it was this week. That's a legit deal. Like people have looked it up when they have double points. He plays really bad. Wow. I mean,
2: all right. Uh, yeah, and I'm 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 telling you, I'm big on Jalen Hurts right now. Jalen Hurts has a shot to win MVP.
3: Yep. Represented by Jeff Hoffman.
2: Is that right? Yep. How about that?
3: Yep. I got a good
2: one. You think we can get Jalen on the show sometime?
3: <laughs> what to need to work on. It. He's got <laughs> Mac Jones too. We could probably get Mac on the show. I'm sure we probably could. Jeff, I know you're listening, Jeff. That's your ass. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right.
2: Uh, a quarterback that is not having a good time so far this season is Justin Fields.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I do have to say this. Did you see the tweets? that I've, I sent you one the other day. I sent you a tweet about how many balls he's completed or something.
2: I don't think I saw that. I sent you one. I don't. You're not the only person that oh. sends me stuff.
3: Send you bear tweets? mean, bear <laughs> tweets? <laughs> Cooper Cup, what is it? Somebody tell me. Somebody like Cooper Cup's been, somebody by completions has more receptions than Justin Fields has completions or something.
2: This Bears coaching staff and administration is not who traded up to draft Justin Fields. They don't like him. It's obvious. They don't believe in him. That is very obvious. They are going so conservative. They clearly don't think that he can go win games. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings are very good at home. They're not good on the road. They're very good at home. And maybe it has something to do with Call of Duty. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> it's a bunch of points in a division game, but I'm laying a Minnesota minus seven against the Bears.
3: Yeah. He said, Cu- Cooper Cup has more catches than Fields has completions. That's terrible. It's dude. terrible. That's Come on. It's terrible. So I'm going to take Minnesota.
2: I'm going to lay seven points at home against the Chicago
3: Bears. All right. Um, I got two to pick from for my last one here. Which ones are – I'll go opposite pod. Are You doing, Are you doing the Falcons-Bucks game or are you doing the Cincy game? I'm not, one of those? I'm not doing Falcons. I thought really hard about Bengals plus three at Ravens, and I didn't
1: Are do you going to do it or no? No, I'm not. All right, so
3: I don't – all right, just for entertainment purposes, because mm-hmm. I'm really a 50-50 on this one.
2: So you're going to give me an emotional hedge here. I'm either going to – I'm going to
3: let Either you, my Bengals are going to win or I'm going to feel great about No, I'm not going to do that game. Oh, okay. I'm not going to do that game. I All was right. going to leave it for you if you want to do it because nope. I know you're not doing this other one. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at home and they're playing – Oh, yeah. I thought about this. They're playing the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. The Atlanta Falcons may be the best worst team in the NFL. They've, they're have they 2-2 two and two, and they've lost both games by like one or two points. Okay. Um, really haven't played anybody. Um, but, end of the day, they're getting nine points at Tampa. It's a divisional game. Tom Brady is trying to figure out, is he going to collect alimony from Giselle? I mean, he's got there, – there's a lot of stuff going on, man. Todd Bowles missed practice on Wednesday, the head coach, for personal reasons. There is – I mean, you got Antonio Brown throwing shade, trying to get Giselle. you got all kinds of stuff going on in Tampa Bay right now. Now this normally tells me that Tom Brady's pretty locked in, but like, dude, this is like you can't ignore all this for no, so long. And they're not, course not. You know, you got uh uh what's my man's name just retired. They they brought back uh what's the receiver they brought back a couple weeks ago? Uh Cole Beasley comes back and then retires two weeks later. Yeah. And in his tweet, as he's going away, he says, I'm I'm retiring to spend more time with my family and my kids. I'm like, dude, you've been here in two weeks. Like, it was, there's something going on in Tampa Bay. And you and I've said it before. Like, this is getting to Tom Brady. He doesn't look healthy. And I'm not talking about the way he's playing. Like, look at his body, man. I mean, he looks like he hadn't eaten in a month.
2: Yeah. His face looks like he's lost a lot I mean, of he weight. He
3: looks like Skeletor, man. Yeah. It's scary. Like, it, it, he's aged like a thousand years this year. I'm, I'm taking Atlanta plus nine, man. It, I, it's
2: clear Brady did not want to do this. And now he's in it and he's stuck.
3: Yeah, and they've been terrible, man. I mean, they've been terrible. Last week, was it last week against Green Bay? or No, it was Kansas City they played. They got frickin' hammered, and then they played Green Bay. And Green Bay, they they have one drive. I mean, they've been terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking uh, the Falcons plus nine.
2: Okay. It's a good pick. I like it. All right, my last NFL pick of the week. Uh, rolling the dice a little here. I don't know how big of a roll it is. They don't do as well when they fly across the country. But the San Francisco Forty ers are really good on defense right now, and had a little more time for Jimmy G to get going. He looked good last week. They go against the Panthers team that there's rumors about Matt Rule and how much longer this can go, and getting a little getting a little caustic in Charlotte. I think the Niners stick a dagger in uh, this week. I'm going to take San Francisco and lay the six and a half in Charlotte against the Panthers. They
3: look good, like. You know what bothers me though is they put the forty nine ers put all of this you know equity in the, the uh, Trey Lance, and it looks so bad, and they make a change, and the guy that they had there the whole time makes them look like a football team again.
2: Just tells you so, something. Lane Kiffin said the other day, a few weeks ago, but he's right. He's mm-hmm. really right. He was talking about picking a quarterback. And you could tell that he was leaning towards Dart, but wasn't doing it yet. And he got pressed on it just a little bit with, you know, whatever. And He said, look, there are guys at the NFL getting paid millions of dollars to pick the right one, and they don't. Yeah. And he's right. They make, they make bad choices all the time, Mitch Trubisky. Well, there was Daniel one draft, a, the
3: one with, uh, what was the draft with, what was a 14 draft, I think, 14 or 15 draft with um, Baker Mayfield. We're talking yeah. about the quality starts. you yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's insane. Ryan Leaf. Yeah.
2: Baker Mayfield. I mean, the list goes on of quarterbacks where the league as a whole essentially agreed on a guy, and he busted. Yep. And so it's a really hard position to get nailed down. It's the reason why. The Cowboys pay Dak Prescott what they pay. Is Dak an elite quarterback? No. It's solid, he's, though. But he's solid yeah. in a league where solid at least gives you a chance.
3: And, I've to, and I'm have and i not going to go on a big tangent on NFL quarterbacks here because we could be here a while, but I've said this from a for a long time now, really for about the last five or six years, because the college game has gotten so spready and the way co- uh, college <clears> quarterbacks <throat> are taught and taught to read – there's not a lot of quote unquote pro style quarterbacks that are being trained out there, right? They're not because they're not playing on Saturdays, right? So they're not so getting rep and development.
2: There's a learning curve.
3: There's a learning curve, and, and it's hard. And look, my, I love my guy to death, but AJ, the reason AJ st- stuck around for so long, and the reason he still gets workouts, is because he's like one of the last of the Mohicans, man. Yeah, I mean, you look why why's Carson Wentz sticking around? Because he's the last of the Mohicans. He can read defenses. You know, it's it's not saying that they're great. But they understand you know what what's going well, on Well, look
2: at what's happening in the fields yeah he look what's happening to Kyler Murray look it's it's a bunch of these guys are these guys good quarterbacks of course they are but there's so much at the college level that is one read one read yeah one key here's where you go
3: yep it's two safeties I'm here I'm hollowing this guy there's one safety I'm stretching the flat coverage defender weak it's it's not a, not and a lot and you of get I,
2: to the NFL you get to the NFL and it's just more advanced and the coordinators take they trick you on a read they take that read away you have to go through a progression of reads
3: oh yeah they quickly. They, they, they do some stuff and if you don't you're gonna be breathing out your ear hole
2: well and you just watch like you watch the bears and fields is lost he's just lost he doesn't know where he's going with the ball it's not his fault it is what it is.
3: The biggest definition, I think, is and, what and they've
2: is. And, and, and in fairness to Justin Fields, right, you, you take a young quarterback, you go, hey, we're going to throw this really complex system at you, and we're going to give you a crappy offensive line. We're not going to give you any targets to throw to. We're not going to give you any playmakers who can go do it. We're going to absolutely wreck your career. So what you would love to see with the Justin Fields, who has all the arm talent and physical talent in the world, you'd love to see what would happen if you put him in a system where he's protected where he's got a couple of receivers who can go make plays for him. Like look at Jalen Hurts last year. Jalen Hurts last year looked kind of average. Average he's fine, not great. And now he's got weapons. <laughs> a few they're better up front. They're they're calling a better game for him. Yeah. And some bitch, he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. Look at the look at the Vikings. They've a really good scheme. Jefferson's a stud. Kirk Cousins looks serviceable. Yeah, he's made a lot of money. He looks serviceable right now. It's there's so much more to it than that. But yes, there's so many of these quarterbacks that are playing in these brilliant college systems. I, I cover one. Kiffin's a genius. But what was the knock on the Corral? Hey, can't read. Can't read it. Got to be careful. And people at, at at people. Ole Miss fans bristled at it, but it was legitimate NFL people saying it that Kiffin. Kiffin simplified the game for him, which is which is a credit to Lane, right? I mean, you you if you watch, oh, I went through it. I I, you've been, I, I, know, I know his issues. Yeah, if you watch, uh, if you watch the Ole Miss sideline, when you see Dart and them all look over, it's because Lane Lane apparently is also an elite whistler. Let
3: me tell you something. Honest to goodness, I bet you Lane Kiffin can out whistle. Any human being on the planet.
2: It is the damnedest thing. There'll be a hundred thousand people, and his whistle pierces it. But he whistles, and they look over, and he basically tells them, "Here's what it is. You don't even have to read it. I read it for you." Yeah.
3: He doesn't do. He doesn't hear some yeah. at Alabama when he was calling plays every single play, and we had Blake Sims at yeah. quarterback. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was. You could be fifty yards away from him in a in a roaring. Road atmosphere, and it's it's piercing. I mean, he could get it, and I'm talking about could get it. Yeah, and he and he would make changes and you know to one route changes and stuff like that.
2: But to my point, that doesn't work in the NFL. No, right in the NFL, there's a play call in the helmet. You relay the call in the huddle. You go to the line. The helmet turns off. You've got. You, you don't have time for him to whistle, for you to look over at the call. They don't do that in the NFL. Yeah. And so you're on your own. You, you've got to know. Well, you're a professional, too. You should. You've got to know. And a lot of these guys just don't. They don't. And they seemingly, some of them can't.
3: Yeah. Did you finish your last pick?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm through with the NFL. So right. I, have, I have Cowboys plus five and a half or five. Five I have and pa- a half. Patriots, uh, yeah, five and a half. Patriots minus three. Mm-hmm. Miami minus three and a half, Minnesota minus seven, and the Niners minus six and a half.
3: Just because somebody on the board, on your board, uh, brought it to my attention, I almost bet Cincinnati plus three against Baltimore because apparently I have picked against Baltimore every week. (laughs) So I must not like Baltimore. But I got the Lions, Patriots over 45.5. I have Seattle plus five and a half at the Aints. I have the Falcons plus nine at the Bucks. I have Dallas plus five and a half as well. Um, at the Rams, and I have the Eagles minus five uh, at the Cardinals. So, that's, there you my, go. that's my NFL. All right. It's fun time now. All
2: right, before you do it.
3: Yep, let's pay some bills. Let's
2: pay, Let's uh, remind people. That
3: is it, is it my favorite ad time? Yeah. Todd? Yeah. Todd didn't want to send me a reader this week?
2: Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's still trying to figure out just how simple he can make it. He's like, oh.
3: He's probably he had, struggling.
2: He had a one, one of the words had two syllables, and I was like, "Tyler, Yeah. He can't do
3: that. One syllable, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, his parents yeah. regret it. Tyler is two Tyler syllables, and his, 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 I struggle. They just wish, because he walked around as a child calling himself Lur.
3: Yeah. And I had, it, you know what I had a tough time as a kid? What? Saying sausage. <laughs> What'd you say? Chowchage. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about till I was like 14 years old, I think. I had a tough how time. Did you, how did you overcome it? I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, chortage.
2: we're brought to you by clean side wipes. It's the uh, 2021 safer choice partner of the year award winner. It kills COVID in 30 seconds. It's the only one on the market that can do that. It's broad spectrum, hospital grade, antimicrobial efficacy, citric acid based, no harsh chemicals. It's a simple one step, no rinse, cleaning and disinfecting. It removes film left over by harsh chemicals such as ammonia, bleach and alcohol. CleanSide has the lowest toxicity rating allowable by the EPA. What does that mean, you wonder? Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means it poses the lowest risk to the health of employees, patients, students, customers, or the environment. Again, it's citric acid based. CleanSide germicidal wipes deliver powerful efficacy against pathogens without the potentially harmful effects of other chemical disinfectants, all in an easy to use wipe. It's great for schools daycares, nurseries, hospitals, long-term care facilities, office buildings, households, and more. It's available in a wipe. It's also available in a ready-to-use spray. To get more, to learn about more, get in touch with our guy Todd Abbott at com. That's W-I-P-E-S and A-N-D, not the gloves, not the ampersand, at gmail.com.
3: Maybe that could be my part of the read. I could just say not the ampersand. You could. I, I can. I have learned to pronounce that. All right. A lot of film work going into this week. Mm. A lot of film work. Okay. Do I go first or? How do you yeah, do you great? go first. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, grind. Here we go, baby. The Auburn Tigers. Oh wow! Goodness gracious! Quickie clot. Are on the road in Sanford Stadium. Another quickie climb. Client. Quickie climb. Yeah. Quickie versus quickie. Yeah. That's
2: where the similarity stops.
3: <laughs> and the dogs are thirty point favorites. Thirty freaking point favorites. Are you? You're not about to say what I think you're about to They're say. They're thirty point favorites. Thirty point favorites. And Neil, you, you
2: be careful before you say these words. These are big words.
3: And Neil, it's too much. Oh, I'm taking. The Auburn Tigers plus thirty. Dun, 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 dun,
2: uh, I can dun, sing dun, it for you if you want me to. Dun, uh, I know I like two, two. I know like two fight songs. That's the
3: one I know. Dun, um. Dun, 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 look, dude. I mean, dun, at the end of the day, I will say this. Did you see the? Was the, the, the Brendan is a Collins? Or what the kid the center's name? He went out talking shit to in the press conference. Damn, yeah. Like, I will say this. They're not scared, and they're still playing hard. Give me 14 points somehow. I don't care if it's block kick. I don't care if it's run back kick. I don't care if it's a scoop and score. I don't care what it is. I need 14 points to stay from the Auburn 30. Tigers to stay within 30. Okay. Do you right?
2: think Georgia's going to get into the low 40s?
3: I think they're 40-ish. Okay. All right. But here's the problem with Georgia. Um, watching Georgia really uh, game film this week and last couple weeks. Macintosh is like the only – Real dude, they have back there. Milton's mm-hmm. a shell of himself since he was a freshman. I mean, he's gotten actually worse. And Georgia's getting really cute on the perimeter. Georgia's trying to do all these perimeter zone stretch and all this stuff, and yada yada yada. And that's really not their game. And you and they finally like when they were down against Missouri the other day, they said, "Okay, we're going to start running it right at your ass." And they put McIntosh back there, and they started running that. And that's where they that's where they started hitting big plays. But they're doing too much, like a little cute on the outside. I think. Running it at Auburn it actually will help slow the game down because I do think Auburn can stop the run a little bit. Yep. Um, so I'm going – I'm taking – look, man, I, I'm just taking them plus 30. Give me 14 points. I don't care how you get it. I'm looking for 14 points. It's a rivalry game. Um, and ironically, this game – and it used to when I was there. I can't speak for who's there now. But when I was at Auburn, this game was more important to the Auburn players than the actual Alabama game was. Mm-hmm. And so when I
2: was covering Auburn, it, it was it was very it, Auburn had so many Georgia kids, and this game meant so this much. This was the game that sometimes the Iron Bowl seven days later was hard for some of those kids to get back up for. Yeah,
3: so this was the game growing up. Um yep. just get, somehow keep me within thirty points. That's a lot of points in this game. Um, I'm taking the taking the Tigers plus thirty. Okay. All right. Go ahead. All right, I have learned when I'm in
2: crisis mode to get into the Big Ten. Okay. Okay. Indiana's a quick you client.
3: They are. Don't do it.
2: <laughs> They're getting 22 and a half points at home against the Michigan Wolverines. 22 and a half, Tyler. But you know what, Tyler? It's too much. It's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. oh. <sighs> Give me Michigan. The Wolverines keep on rolling. They're the team that nobody's talking about as a national title contender, and we maybe should. They look really good. Michigan minus twenty two and a half
3: at Indiana. What time's that game? Do you know? Eleven o'clock.
2: I think it's at eleven a.m. Most of the big games are.
3: <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's one of those shows. If we were live somewhere, getting tomatoes and beer thrown at us, Lo- love them eleven a.m. games. Speaking of eleven AM games. I'm trying
2: not to talk about it <laughs> anymore. I need to shut up.
3: Dude, I'm trying to listen yeah, to it's you. It's eleven AM Michigan. <laughs> I was joking by the way. Indiana. I wasn't I was uh I was trying to catch back up on your shows this week, you know? Yep. And it's like yep. every five minutes, y'all feel like you have to talk about the people are freaking pissed off about the eleven AM They kick-offs. are. All right.
2: Didn't ever know chicken teddy spent so much, did you?
3: <laughs> Speaking of Yep. there's a game, Neil, mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah. At about 3 o'clock, I think, 3 or 4 o'clock, in Nashville, Tennessee. Tennessee State? No. The Ole Miss Rebels. The Ole Miss Rebels. Oh, Ole Miss is in Nashville. They're going to Nashville this weekend. How about that? They're playing the Commodores. Okay. The Vanderbilt Commodores. Yeah. Okay. Clark Lee. Clark Lee. The world's most handsome man. (laughs) Your brother from another mother (laughs) is taking on the Rebels. All right. I've really done a lot of thinking about this game. I really like this game. My favorite picks of the week. Can I say picks? Picks of the week. You can do
2: whatever you want to do. you about to um, use up two of your picks right now? I'm going to use two of them. Okay.
3: I'm taking Ole Miss minus 17 on the road at Vanderbilt. And okay. I'm also in the same game. So pick number two okay. and pick number three is I'm taking the under at 62. Oh, I like that. All right. And here, let me let – me, Go. That's me how I got to it. It's your show too. All right. Look, if Ole Miss, if we're going to take Ole Miss serious as a serious contender, do you know what serious teams do? They, they go on the road in games like this and beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Okay. I think they're there. I think oh? this, I think this is this is their shot. Okay? You want to be serious. Here's your shot. I don't want to hear another damn word if they if they win the game by three points. Don't want to hear it. If they want to be serious and be a serious contender, that's what serious teams do. You go to Vandy and you beat the shit out of Vandy.
2: And you do it early. And you, and you do get it done, early. And you get Vanderbilt
3: is inept on defense. Uh, Clarkley, yep. great guy, good sure. scheme. They're inept sure. on defense. Team Ole Miss is too talented on offense. They can turn around and hand the ball off and go score as many times as they want to. This should look like, to me in my eyes, this should look like a Georgia Tech game. I think Vanderbilt's going to have a very tough time scoring points. All right, so let's let's look at this. The reason I like these two bets is I think that's what hits. But there's no there's no if there's no scenario. I don't see any scenario where Ole Miss doesn't cover the points, and it goes over at the same time. If I lose on one, then I'll split with them. Does that make sense? So like, if it's a I think they have to score 35 points, dude. I'm talking about Ole Miss. I yeah, mean, I think so. I think that's a floor. Yeah. I, th- I think, think it's a floor.
2: I think they get into the low 40s.
3: Yeah. So, if it's 40, I, I don't see any way that Vanderbilt scores 20 points. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I just – I like the Ole Miss covering. Like, yeah, I
2: had 42-17, so I had it yeah. under. Yeah. And that, that's, that's fairly under. high scoring. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's a lot of that's points. giving Vanderbilt more points than they might get.
3: Yeah. I think they're going to have a tough time against this defense. I think Vanderbilt's going to have a tough time scoring, but – I, I I just like both bets, and I don't see any scenario where both of them don't hit. Maybe one doesn't hit, but I'll split it worse. Okay.
2: So, it's my turn to go twice?
3: Uh, Yeah. All right. Is. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten.
2: Wisconsin fired their coach on uh, Sunday. Did you see that? I heard. Yep. <laughs> Said that they uh, kind of weren't organized. They weren't. All pulling in the same direction. I've noticed something about, with the exception of one, something kind of happens when your coach gets fired middle of the year. It's so a real quick little bounce back. Everybody rallies. That's, yep. that's a lot of hurt feelings. Wisconsin's going to Evanston, Illinois, to play a really bad football team. And they're only laying 10 points. It's nowhere close to enough. Wisconsin big at Evanston. Wisconsin minus 10 over Northwestern.
3: You want to go ahead since this is – No, I was waiting for you to comment. I was going to make you, you – I'm just... going to go ahead and save the drama. I'll let you go two more in a row. Okay. My fourth pick is the Wisconsin Badgers minus 10 against Northwestern. Um. Here's why. Okay. Barry Alvarez is the AD. He's been a coach before. Yes. A very successful coach. Why do you fire a coach in the middle of the season? If you're a coach. If you're a coach AD.
2: Because you know it's about the coach. They're losing because of the coach.
3: What's the other reason? You're correct. What's the reason number two?
2: You feel like there's someone on the staff who can fix what's happening.
3: Bingo. There's someone on the staff that you want to be the head football coach. Jim Leonard. Why would you do that before the Northwestern game?
2: To give him an opportunity to get started with the win because you want the momentum to start building for him so that people will stop talking so much about Lance
3: Leipold. Boom. Yes. And I think this is a blowout of all blowouts. I do too. Um, I think it's free money. I do too. Taking Wisconsin minus 10 at Northwestern. So you got two more to pick in a row.
2: All right. Gonna get out of the Big Ten for a minute. I might come back to the Big Ten, but I'm gonna get out for a minute. I'm gonna go to the Big Twelve. Mm. A program that does not get enough credit nationally for whatever reason is the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Like it. I think Oklahoma State, you're talking about Ole Miss being real. I'm 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 getting there. Got to see a little more. I'm not ready to go there yet, but I'm I'm okay. I'm considering it. And before the season, I was not considering it.
3: I was just want to put that on record. You were. If y'all tear a, me off for being wrong, yeah, but a team that I right.
2: thought was real before the season, and I now believe they're really real, is the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And I got no problems at all laying nine and a half in Stillwater against Texas Tech. None, zero. I have no issues whatsoever. I think this is a blowout.
3: That is a good pick, my friend. I I had that down on my list to pick from. I agree with you. You know, Texas Tech they're better. They're doing a good job. Um, you know, I feel bad like Matt Wells did a really good job building that team. He kind of got the shaft there. Um, but they're doing a good job. They got a they, he did a good job assembling mm-hmm. talent. Sure, no, they're good. But it, it's not going to be enough.
2: No, they they they're good. they're good. They're fine, but Oklahoma State is a lot better than fine. And thing, you know what else
3: Oklahoma State is?
2: Oklahoma State's a little salty. They, they they got a little stuff going because people don't talk about them. I be, I've been doing this thing about Ole Miss, right? About the first it was eighteen, and now it's nineteen. Ole Miss is sixteen and three in their last nineteen games. Okay,
3: okay, that's really damn good. They're oh, seven, if they win this one, they will be seventeen. And seventeen
2: 30. and three in the last twenty. They'll if they be win, and three. so well, but Oklahoma State is one of four teams nationally that can look down on Ole Miss. Four, Alabama, Georgia. Michigan and Ohio State, and Oklahoma State.
3: What's their what is their Oklahoma State's number?
2: If they beat Texas Tech, they'll be eighteen and two in their last twenty oh games. Oh shit. Yeah, no Who shit. Who were the two? Uh they lost to Baylor in the Big Twelve title game on yep. the last play. Yep.
3: Were they and undefeated they, when that happened?
2: I can't remember. Yeah. They,
3: they they I'm with you. I'm sure they must have been undefeated. Probably Oklahoma somewhere.
2: Probably maybe. I I
3: don't know. I don't know. That's impressive.
2: It, it, I mean it really is 20 games yeah you've coached 20 games hey coach you can win 18 of your next 20 in
3: <laughs> I mean how I many in wherever I'm looking I mean how
2: many coaches say no to that
3: maybe like two like well, right now today in the country two no I don't know if they say it because if you in that, those two programs if you lose one you're probably still in I mean it, it's just it's remarkable and, <laughs> it's
2: and, they, and they don't get credit for it and, and Oklahoma's going to the SEC and they're a little salty about that but by the way I'm just going to tell you right now I love Oklahoma State and Bedlam this year love it. They're gonna beat Oklahoma's ass. Um I just I I love this game. I like it. All right, you got one more pick. So this is my fourth one. Is that right? You're coming up on your fourth. Okay. So I've got Michigan so far, I've got Wisconsin, and I've got Oklahoma State. I'm trying to decide on a couple of big lines here. I'm trying to decide if I want to get into the 20s on laying points. It's been Erratic for me so far this
3: year. But you know what? I'll do it. You're not going to pick on my boys again, are you? Who are your boys? Sparties. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm going to go.
2: Actually, I'm going I'm to save that for a minute. I'm going to go back into the Big Ten. The Big Ten's been really good to me so far this year. Yeah. Maryland has been good to me a couple of times. And so I'm going to spit on them right now. Give me Purdue at Maryland getting three points. I want the points in what I think is going to be a really close game. Purdue plus three at Maryland. All right. Two pretty solid teams. I kind of think Purdue is due a little.
3: Okay. I like that pick. All right. We made my fifth pick, Neil. We made the FIU Panthers. The Quick U Team of the Week this past week. I saw that. Yeah. Saw that earlier. Big win week. from my man Mike Mack on the road. Beat New Mexico State down in Las Cruces. Yeah. It was a big week. They had to dodge the hurricane. They had to practice all. And it rained on them the whole time. They got out there early the whole deal. So okay. Big win for Mike Mack. Yep. Mike Mack and my boys are hosting UConn this week. The U- Huskies. The Huskies. hmm Sneaky look. Got to call a spade a spade. Uh, UConn, a little bit better than what everybody gave them credit for. They beat Fresno last week. They did. UConn is five-and-a-half-point favorites going to FIU. Yeah. It's not enough, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You know they they might be listening to the show. They
3: probably are. All right. I'm taking UConn minus five-and-a-half. I'll be more than happy for to lose that pick. Um, UConn's just – I think UConn's a little ahead. Mike Mack, look, don't be sleeping. Mike Mack's doing a good job recruiting. He'll get his guys there. Year one, not there yet, but I'm taking UConn minus five and a half at FIU. All
2: right, I have a feeling most people in the thread are cheering for me. I just just choose to believe I, that
3: they are. Grind is just totally choose. freaking turned on me. So
2: I'm gonna throw some, some we throw some of the games that I'm thinking about out here and get some quick response oh, from you, the people. You gonna poll for your last pick? A little bit. Or your fifth pick? One of the games I'm thinking about is Tulsa minus five and a half at Navy. Okay, Tulsa's good. Yeah. Solid team. Navy is not good. Mm -hmm. Tulsa could run them. The line's a little big, but I know somebody's auditioning right now. (laughs) Somebody needs to make sure this guy, this guy who's kind of disappeared off Twitter lately. Hey, would this game be somewhere in the Boston area? This game in Amherst, Massachusetts. (laughs) I kind of like Liberty minus 24 and a half because – I know somebody who really wants to impress right now. Uh, And then the other one, this is the other one. Cincinnati is in Tampa playing South Florida, who is awful.
3: How are they so bad? Dude, my boys at Cincinnati now.
2: They're good. The line's a little big, 27 and a half. A little high.
3: Frankly, I like all three games. Okay. And so I'm trying to pick. Oh, grind! Grind will definitely help you because grind is totally turned on me this week. I mean, grind. Grind is just. I mean, he's off the. He's he's a bandwagon. He's so off the bandwagon. It's, it's, it's
2: Tulsa minus five and a half in Annapolis. Liberty minus twenty four and a half in Amherst, or the Bearcats minus twenty seven and a half in South Florida. All right, grind has eliminated South Florida. That was the one I was eliminating to watch Cincinnati went by forty eight points. But 27 and a half is a bunch. To you late. know
3: what you want to do. Just go ahead and do it. I kind of do. You know what you want to do. Just go ahead and do it. It's just such a big number. You know what you want to do. Go ahead and it's do it. It's just such a big number. It's too good podcast material not to, for you to not take that pick. Do it for the yeah, pod. I
2: want to win. Huh? I'm, into, I'm in it to win it.
3: Just do it for the pod, man. I took one for the pod today.
2: All right. I'll do it. Give me the Liberty Flames. Put it on. Let's go. Does it fit? doesn't fit. My head's too big. Give me the Liberty Flames minus 24 and a half at UMass.
3: That's signed, huh?
2: He says, Dear Neil, I'm so sorry about what I said in 2016. (laughs) Please forgive me. I know it created hell in Oxford for you and your family for the better part of a year. If I had a do-over, I would have listened to other people. I didn't. (laughs) I paid for it.
3: You're wrong, you man.
2: got the last laugh, Hugh <laughs> Freeze.
3: Uh, yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred hundred percent chance of snow in Auburn, Alabama, by December fifth.
2: Yep. All right. Um. Oh, it's money
3: line time. It's money line time. All right, I'm taking my money line serious this week. I'm not coming here taking freaking. Um, you know, Texas A to beat your Alabama. Pick last, or your pick like this. last
2: week wasn't as bad as there was a moment there that I was like, "Oh my!" I was getting God. my
3: eyes drilled out by people until about the third quarter. and They're like, "Oh, oh, oh yeah." Mm, yeah. That game got that game got weird, but um, so I'm taking it a little bit serious this week. I actually went and really broke down the games. I thought underdogs had a chance to win, mm-hmm. and you mentioned these people earlier, Neil. Okay. The Purdue Boilermakers yeah. are going to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think Purdue's a legit team. They lose. They should have beaten Penn State. They had a colossal errors in that game. And then they had a colossal errors at the Syracuse game. And they went to Minnesota last week and dominated that game from start to finish.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Look, uh, Talia is really distracted. I mean, he even went so far to say he didn't want to play in the game the other day because of his brother getting hurt. Uh, they're feeling themselves a little bit. But, look, I think Purdue, I like their toughness. I like what they do on offense. I like Purdue at plus 130 to go into Maryland and win this game. I think it's the best underdog winning pick um, out there for me, what I saw. So I'm taking Purdue plus 130 um, at Maryland. Okay. That's my money line. So my five, before you go your money line, my fives, I'm taking Auburn plus 30 at Georgia. I'm taking Ole Miss minus 17. I'm also taking the Ole Miss Vandy under at 62. Taking Wisconsin minus 10 at Northwestern. Taking UConn minus five and a half at FIU. And my money line pick is Purdue plus 130. Oh. Okay. So those are my five. Plus or my six, actually. All right. Yep, six. So my decision here
2: is do I go on a big play, roll the dice, or do I kind of go
3: safe? And you went safe. I'm. I told you. I'm. I'm done bullshitting. I'm ready to go. Get back to winning.
2: Done bullshitting. Back to winning.
3: Yep. So I've got four
2: games that I'm thinking about. Okay. Got four. I'm looking up the reason I'm pausing. You're doing money on, lines. I'm, yeah. I'm looking for the fresh money line. One that I'm thinking about is Western Kentucky at UTSA. Okay. It's plus two ten. With the Hilltoppers. They played really well. Very confident.
3: I would have liked that better if they had beaten Troy, but Troy probably just drug them.
2: Another one that I'm thinking about. That's a very conservative play, and this is the one I'm leaning towards. I think BYU is a good team. They're Don't going be conservative. They're going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame, eh, not so hot. BYU big physical team. They'll be jacked up to play there. I like that one a little bit. It's only, but it's only plus one fifty five. I think KJ Jefferson's going to play. And if he does, I think that game is a lot closer than a nine and a half point line. And you're giving me a plus two sixty money line. What you gonna do? Not bad. And then the other one that I think about, this is the big swing for the fences. Oh. I like Washington State. Dude. I looked at it. And they're physical. Not crazy. They're physical. Now, can they hang with USC for four quarters? Because USC can explode, play, beat you. But they can beat USC at the line of scrimmage because is not very good at the line of scrimmage. Dude, Washington State is good. They're good. And so I've decided, you know what? You only live once. Okay. And the two that I came down to were Arkansas and Washington State. And I don't trust Arkansas's defense against Forget KJ for a minute. Like Arkansas brought a, a wide receiver over to corner, and the kid said, "I'll do it." You promised me I can move back to wide receiver. And they're like, "If you want to, yeah." You're getting really deep into the depth chart there. Yeah, I've covered that before. It doesn't work. Give me the Cougars, Washington State.
3: Dude, I, I don't at USC. I don't dislike that. I like that a lot.
2: Plus three fifty.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I like that a lot. I I looked at that one. The only thing I didn't take that as it was at USC, but like I've watched them both play twice. Well, actually USC three times. Washington State's like, dude, they're good. Like people are sleeping on Washington State. Yeah. Dude, they're good. They're good. Um, so you know, they should have beaten Oregon, but they didn't, you know. Um, let's talk real quick before we get out of here today. Okay. Um the other games that I liked. That I didn't pick on that we didn't talk about. Okay. Dude, I like Duke minus three at Georgia Tech. Yeah, I like that too. Like I'm talking about stuff I'm gonna do personally. Yeah. As well on top of what Mm -hmm. we bet. Yep. I like Duke minus three at Georgia Tech. Um all right. Alabama minus twenty four against A and M at home. I'm telling you right now, personally, I don't give a shit who's playing quarterback at Alabama. Okay. I'm taking I'm – taking, I'm laying the points with Alabama. All right. Um, I think this is going to be – oh, did I tell you what the result of that Texas A&M thing was, by the way? The pissed off at Texas Tech – I mean, Texas A&M thing when I was there? No. So, we'd go out there. Yeah. And we beat them. We had 21-point lead, and they ended up scoring. Like, they back, they tried to backdoor, but we still covered. But we they ended up beating them by 14 or whatever. He was still pissed, just so everyone knows. He was still pissed the next year. Still pissed.
2: Mm-hmm. And y'all skull drugged him. We
3: beat him 59 to nothing.
2: Yeah. Like, N- that, it took that to settle him down.
3: Yeah, and he was good after that. Yeah. But and just so everybody knows, when, when we got beat 63 to 7 here at Ole Miss, he was still pissed about the two losses to Ole Miss from a previous coach. I mean, like, he legitimately – Yeah. No, I get He it. doesn't forget shit. I get it. I like Alabama big in that game. Um, I like Florida minus 11. I do too. At, uh, against Missouri at home. I do, too. It's
2: just a sleepy spot for Mizzou. Two tough games, early on the road. Yeah,
3: This one's probably going to surprise you here. Okay. I like LSU at home versus Tennessee. Oh. And this I mean why. Well, I mean,
2: I get it. It's LSU at home. Forget the 11 o'clock crap. That place is going to be rowdy.
3: Dude. Yeah. But here's why. Tennessee may be looking – They know what's coming next weekend. Boy, I'm going to
2: tell you, if they overlook LSU looking ahead to Bama, I'm going to start questioning Josh Heupel.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't think they will, but it's got to be on your mind a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, that's you're you're setting up a big game. Yeah. Um, This is big. LSU at home is really good. Yeah. Um, And then if you see what Tennessee did against Pitt, Mm -hmm. dude, they had a chance to – I mean, it's Pitt, dude, and they had a chance to – and that was a – like yeah. raucous environment, quote-unquote. Yeah. Dude, they ain't nothing what they're about to go see. I don't no, care if it, they played the game at 7
2: a.m. Everybody keeps talking about how bad Arkansas's defense is, and make no mistake, it is bad. But statistically, Tennessee's is right there with Arkansas. They're bad, too.
3: Yeah. I just – I don't know why. I think because everybody's jumping on Tennessee train. I like LSU. I'm always going to take – just me personally. If LSU's an underdog at home, I'm going to take them. Okay. Um, they cover more than they don't. Um. All right, and this you brought it up—the Arkansas plus nine and a half at Mississippi State. Yeah, it's a big number. Big number. If KJ's playing, and I know, find out that he is playing, and it's still for somehow or reason at nine and a half, I'm taking Arkansas on the nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Look, they're going to be competitive, dude. I'm not saying the Mississippi State's going. No, I'm not saying yeah. Mississippi State's going to lose, but it, they're a competitive, tough, mentally tough team. That We're going to find
2: run. out a little. They, they, they. Now, look, the thing about Arkansas is that. We are we are putting a lot of stock into that A&M game. That A&M, they could have easily won it. That's Sam's job this week is that he's got to get his kids to get over that game.
3: Yeah, I think he's good at that. You he's know what I'm got saying? To, they like,
2: got to move on.
3: I think they're a competitive, tough team. And, you know, the thing I think about, you know, you're always like, well, Arkansas secondary. is not very good. But State –
2: State doesn't play that kind of
3: game. They don't play the vertical game,
2: right? You just, all you got to do against against, frankly, a, a game for like this with Arkansas. It's make sure that your guys play their principles.
3: And I don't know if you, I'm sure you did because you listened to it. I thought Sam gave a couple clues away a little bit this week about going back to some three down stuff. Yeah, they're going to drop eight. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what they 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 haven't done that this year. And that was when they were really good on defense. You can hide some things when you play that when you play that deal. You create so much pressure and the looks and everything else. I kind of like Arkansas nine and a half. Um, I don't.
2: I, I don't hate Arkansas straight up in that one. If if if, if KJ's Jefferson playing, plays, I mean,
3: it probably gets good. What was the money line on that one? did You say
2: two sixty.
3: Yeah, I mean that's good odds for sure. And then the South Carolina minus six versus Kentucky. Um, it's plus six. Plus six. I'm sorry, yeah. South Carolina plus six to Kentucky. Kentucky is going to run the football. Um now especially got the running back back with Levis deal going on and what they did, I think they kind of – I think they respond a little bit. If it's still at six, I may take Kentucky anyway at home. Um, I kind of like them to cover that game.
2: We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain body Fuel to learn more. We will be back on Monday with another edition of McCready and Siski. We'll look at how we did. We'll uh, start talking about the games for next week.
3: Got some good national games next week.
2: Yeah, got a lot going on next week. USC, Utah.
3: Penn State. Um... Michigan, I think. Yeah,
2: Tennessee, Alabama. Yeah. in Knoxville. So there's a bunch that we'll talk about. So uh, we'll get to, into all of that on Monday, and we'll see what else comes up. I'm sure there is college football. There will be a storyline that we are not thinking of today. Somebody will get fired Sunday. Somebody, yeah, could, maybe. Could impact what happens here, but I don't think so.
3: But you never know. You never know. I doubt it. I doubt it, too.
2: All right, for uh, Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. Thanks to all of you for being in the uh, in the uh, stream with us. Don't forget Pete's Pigskin Preview coming up at 4. Uh, the uh, hand-raised guys tonight at 7 with uh, Chase coming in here. So we'll be with you for a while. Uh, Butcher versus spin instructor, all that stuff here on the network. Again, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.